Hi, welcome to Divine Sex Podcast. I'm Jorge. And I'm Danisa. And as relationship and sex experts, we want to make sure everyone around the world knows how to love and how to do it well. With our tips and strategies, you'll learn to connect with those you care about. And now, let's dive in. Hi, everybody. Welcome once again to our time together here. We're going to spend the next few minutes talking about topics that are pertinent, that are important, that are that are going to help you or your relationship improve. So we're excited yes, to be here with and you. And as an individual, we're going to talk about codependence today. And that is such a um, huge um, thing um, nowadays. And, and Jorge, you know what? It's, it's important to like put it in context. Uh, people talk about codependency and many times they relate it to um, addiction issues. Mm. Because the first studies and the first things and the first times that um, the topic began was really around people that were abusing alcohol and their families became codependent and, you know, that that kind of things. But and, that, the, and that's legit. I yes, mean, you can create a codependency uh, from a substance. Yes. From a, from, you know, drugs, alcohol, whatever, yeah. It is, and your it family is. can become codependent um, in enabling um, situations Correct. and in contributing um, in someone not recovering. But we're going to take it um, into the relationships concept, and we're going to talk about how um, a relationship, even without having any other issues, addiction issues, or that kind of background, uh, can become unhealthy because there is an issue of codependency among them. Well, only, let's understand codependency then. Codependency is, is to be very needy. It's a person that is, is, is also known as needy. It's dependent on someone else. Uh, it becomes almost like I cannot perform, operate, or do anything away from, from somebody else. In this case, we're talking about relationships. Yes. So codependency is going to be very much defined by the, the need to be uh, approved or be con consented by, you know, like every move, everything you do has to be uh, validated by the other person. And then that is going to be fed, that is going to be nurtured or not by the person in the relationship. When you become needy and when you become demanding and when you become someone that needs of me for things that you should not need me for, mm. And I feed into that. I become part of that cycle. I and think this is like a match, Danisa. I, I, I feel that typically when you have these kind of conditions, these situations within the relationship, there's that person that is needy, that is needing all that, you know, uh, approval and all that from the other person. But there's also that other person that feels empowered by what that needy person is giving them. Yes, and that it's is like the you're problem. Giving them a right. <laughs> you just... You're giving them a right to speak and to make decisions and to do everything through me like it's like you totally lose your independence because a, there's there's a need to to be needed to be um useful to be and we put it in the wrong context so you need me and then i become your rescuer i become the savior and there we are you know two parasites feeding off feeding each like other and yeah. i know some people are going to be offended by by me saying two parasites but it, it just exemplifies what happened um, at the cell level. You know, it's like, you, I, I have a need and you feed it. I have a need and you feed it. And, and, and feeding my need fits your need to be needed and to, to be able to be the one that is doing the things, mm. to be the provider, to be the facilitator. 
So and yes, so many people feel that that is actually being a perfect match because you have a need, I have a need, and we both meet that, those needs. And it sounds like, yes, it's a perfect <laughs> match, but it's a perfect match for disaster. <laughs> I, I want to actually take it to the, to the role of the male just for a moment. You know, we have a few minutes left. Let me just take it to the role of the male. We often work with couples, right? That's what we do full-time, 24-7. But I often work uh, individually with the guys. And that what, something that I've seen that needs to happen, like a big pattern in, in our uh, behavior, is like we want to be that rescuer. We want to provide that. We want to provide probably more than we are called to. Like as males, we don't have to be saviors. We don't have to... Uh, because there's some things that we cannot ever provide for our couples. Our I partners. tell people, I don't need no savior. I already have one. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, but but you want to become that, yes. the, the, the white, uh, the prince, you know, like. And the white horse, yeah. On the yeah. white horse coming with the sword to rescue, you know, the princess. So it becomes like almost like a like a tendency in every area of our lives. And there's an aspect of that, Jorge, that is valid and that is beautiful and that is good. That we, yeah, we women, want to preserve it, Most right? women have a need to feel safe, to feel stability. And that is something beautiful. When that becomes distorted is when that is your life mission and the person is not contributing into the relationship. So the difference between a relationship that is dependent, dependent, which is a good, healthy relationship, is when, when you are okay in the relationship and I'm okay in the relationship, when I value you the same way that you value me, meaning your voice, what you bring, who you are, is a part of our relationship the same way that who I am, my voice, and what I bring does into the relationship. So we both come to that place. It's not that I stayed here and you're the one that provides everything, or you stay here and I'm the one that provides everything. That creates a codependency cycle. But when we're both coming and we're both contributing and we're both, both intertwining, that, that is a, a, a healthy environment. That is a healthy exchange in that place. So I think there's some healthy ways to start breaking those cycles. You think about someone that is so codependent. Um, I think, I mean, even identifying that they are uh, going through that situation, that they are, have that condition, what would be some of the things they can do to start breaking the cycle? Because it's like a cycle. Yes, I mean, yes. And we do go deeper into this, into the e-course that we've created. We've created an e-course oh, that yeah. covers codependency, um, covers boundaries, covers attachment issues, one entire course. So uh, you can dive deeper there um, and, and be able to identify where you're at and the things that you need to take action on immediately. Because this is one of the killers, not only of relationships, but of individuality. Because you lose yourself into either if you are the one um, needy, you lose yourself, you lose the ability to become to be, to become a, a problem solver for yourself. Well, you lose the freedom to be yourself. Yes, for and, and so does the other one, the enabler. True. Also loses the opportunity to invest in things that are um, bigger in life. 
And it, it also uh, creates a, a, a fear atmosphere, fear-based atmosphere, which is so unhealthy for anyone. I think the fact that you have to please, you have to be uh, attentive to, to, to their voices or their voice, for that matter, can create a lot of stress. Well, and when I, like, when I feel worthless because I'm not providing something for you, then my meaning is becoming attached to you. And, and it's not becoming because I'm a productive human, uh, someone that um, contributes to society, to other people, to other relationships. When it becomes all my worth becomes from what I do for you, then I become a slave to pleasing you and, and enabling um, what your needs are. So, you know, again, people confuse, yeah. confuse having a good dynamic um, where I do provide. We're not saying that we're not to provide, that we're not to give, but it's got to be a, a pretty um, even um, exchange of meeting your needs and meeting my needs and even expressing our feelings. There are relationships where my feelings don't count because it's all about your feelings. So we never talk about my feelings. It's always about your feelings. And I'm okay with it because it, it, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, you know, it, it's all about you. So in that case, that would be the enabler. Yes. If you're enabling that behavior and you're not, and you're muting your voice. Yes. Almost like intention, like I am, you're self-sabotaging yourself, I feel. You're not giving yourself the opportunity to express what's inside and you're letting someone else define your, your feelings, your, defining your life for that matter. I think we learn um, even from Gottman, he, he uh, suggests everybody should be able to def describe their own feelings and their own emotions and not the feelings or emotions of your partner. Meaning you all need your own identity, you all need your own independence, you need to be yourself and, 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 and be okay with that. Jorge, and one of the things that we see most often happening is that people become angry because they're enabling, the enabler is enabling and is doing things. And then eventually when they see nothing coming back, they're the victims. Mm. You know, but they put themselves in that situation. Yes. But I'm the victim. And I did this and I didn't get anything back. And then they're angry and they're resentful. So again... It continues to deteriorate relationships, and it continues to deteriorate your attitude towards even other people that are not part of that system. Uh, and the system sometimes becomes so strong, um, so rooted, that it's very hard to break those very habits. Toxic. Yes, very it's, it's very damaging. But, you know, so we, we highly recommend, strongly recommend uh, to seek help. If you feel that you're trapped in this cycle of codependency where you have lost your own identity, your own voice in your relationship, just seek professional help. I think it's going to help you uh, identify the root of this uh, evil in your life. I mean, because it is something bad. It's something that is taking life away from you. Parent, uh, children. It may come from, from some history of abuse in your childhood uh, in any, any possible way, emotional, Yes. Uh, spiritual, even sexually, physical, any any type of abuse could could have taken that right that you have as a human. You but but that. the good news is that we can grow. We can overcome codependence. We we can become self sufficient, healthy, collaborate um, collaborative um, humans in relationships. So be it that your parents are being codependent or that you are being codependent, and you're starting to see, oh, I'm doing some of those things. It may not be all the way to the left, you know, to the right, and like you're like, there's no help for you. But if you're identifying 
either as the, the, the person that is the needy one or as the enabler, then let's, let's get to know the things, the steps that you can take to change those behaviors, not to continue providing um, for the needs of other people in unhealthy ways that are not helping them become independent. There are ways to help our families with mental illnesses. There are ways to help our families that are struggling with addiction. There are ways to help people that come from a background that is already toxic, a, a toxic and, and damaged. There are ways that we can intervene and help them without becoming part of the toxic, damaging system. Say no to fear. Say yes to freedom. You need that freedom to enjoy the life that is given to you. So you can find a lot more information even about those e-courses in our website. And that's very easy. CCICounseling.com. CCICounseling.com. Go visit that website and uh, you'll be blessed. We know that there's a lot there for you. We'll see you on the next episode. Ciao, ciao.